This album is dedicated to all brothers and sisters. My men and my women. And yo, it's time. Put our hands together for Hip hop, hip hop. Cause who I'm talking about, y'all, is hip hop. The stories of hip hop, of rap music, are the stories of a million MCs who, inside of them, the words are coming, the words they need to make sense of the world around them. The words are witty and blunt, abstract and linear, sober and fucked up. And when we decode that torrent of words, by which I mean really listen to them with our minds and our hearts open, we can understand their world better, and ours too. It's the same world. This is Rhymes and Reasons. Well, my name is Christopher Mad Dog Thomas. I dance with the Chicago Footwork Kings and Christian Footwork Battle Click, and I'm also an instructor with Kumba Mix. Explain, I'm about to get deeper. Watch all Gail Garden hop out of your speaker. Ooh. No heat from the radiator. Hot water, maybe later. Uh-oh, lights out, and the rat say it's my house. No dry, hanging toes from the pipes. With roaches that don't run when you turn on the lights. Subject to gunfire when they fire hit the curve. I grew up in Chicago. I grew up in uh, All Gill Gardens uh, housing projects. It's on 131st in Ellis. Actually, majority of my family grew up there. My grandfather came there, and my great great grandma came there. He they were uh, worked on the railroad, and so that the housing was actually for uh, vets from the army and railroad workers. And you know, at the time, there was a lot of trains being built. So like the Pullman train line, the whole electric line from Illinois to Indiana, that's where my grandfather worked on. All Good Gardens is still around. It's actually being rebuilt at this at this point in time, but it's still some of the old buildings which I lived in. Uh, I lived there until I was 10, but I still went to school there until I was about 11 or 12. Okay. And then my mom, she, she made the choice for us to live in a house instead of the projects, even though it was like che way cheaper. She just felt like it would be right for us to move into a house. And the first ones to leave out uh, my mom's siblings was my auntie and my auntie Velda, who moved to 117th in Michigan. And so that motivated my mom to move. And when she moved, she brought my, my other auntie and all her kids with her. So it was about, about 15 people in one house. I mean, when I first seen the video, I was probably about, I think I was about four or five. When I very first seen the video, I saw it at my auntie's house. And uh, she, she, I think she was like the first one I seen with cable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I saw, I was, I remember I was, at first I was kind of creeped out about the video. And my mom was like, don't be scared. And I remember I ran behind a couch. And I hid behind the couch because I didn't want to see it. You know what I'm saying? I seen Michael, and you know, I seen other videos of Michael, but I never seen 
that kind of video and then we turned to the little wolf i was you know i was kind of like a little punk back then so you know i, I ain't want to i ain't i couldn't see michael in that image but then when i took a little peek out when they was dancing that just motivated me like oh wow like that's what i want to be because it, it, it showed that he was more than a just singer artist he was a performer all around he's a performer actor and, you know so these are things that he directed himself so it just motivated me to even dance but have my own synergies like 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 you know Michael Jackson for the moonwalk for the, the stand on both of the toes you know I just wanted to have my own image as a dancer other than Michael but he'll be one of my motivational tools necessarily say thriller but i say just michael jackson in general probably every footwork king every foot every footwork in chicago probably uh take motivation actually a lot of our moves are named after him they call them michael nikes but there's different ways you can do them and if you watch michael jackson dance a lot of the same movement we're doing he's doing you know what i'm saying because uh, i think the the real name and turn really that they decided to give it was, uh, I don't know if you remember when Michael Jackson did the video with Michael Jordan, so Michael Nikes. You know, once I sang Michael, I just danced every chance I got. And so then after I seen Michael, I started seeing uh, a lot of new edition videos because my mom had got cable. And so we had this this channel called The Box. The Box and then you had MTV. And so it was crazy because like on MTV, it was more rock and heavy metal, but they had show Michael Jackson on there, and that show uh, Elton John. Okay. He Elton John was he was be on MTV too, okay. and I was just be like, it was just interesting, like how this guy, he he's more of a pop, you know, his music sounds different from the metal and the rock, but he's on both channels, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so once I seen that, I just wanted to be like that. All I did was dance. I danced 24/7. I could not sit still in class, like my feet would be still moving. I'll be doing work, but my feet would just be moving. Or if I'll be footworking or moving some type of movements, moonwalking or pop locking. Because Michael Jackson did it all. He did isolations. He did, you know, breakdancing moves. Like, and, and, like, I just thought that was just real inspiring to me. And where I grew up, my mom didn't let me out that much. So either I was dancing for a long time, just in the house dancing. That's all I do. I hear music, I just go. When I first seen a video, instantly I, I, I used to just sit in front of the TV and wait until that video came back on to learn how to do the exact movement that Michael Jackson was doing. Because I never seen that type of movement before. I haven't seen anybody move. It's not a lot. It ain't no dancers really in my family. So like when I seen that movement, the the whole shoulders and the look and the isolations and but it was it was so theatrical. 
it was different. The, the element of surprise was just to a whole nother level. So like, I just used to pretend that I'm him, mm. that I'm the mic, and I just couldn't wait till that video come on. Dun, 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 dun. And I'd be so serious like for a long time. And like, after that point, my mom, she went out, brought me everything in Michael Jackson. Like I had the socks, I had the shoes. My mom spent a whole lot of money on a, on a beaded jacket. We uh, lost it and we got evicted one time. So we had, when we came home, like all that stuff, a lot, of, a lot of that Michael Jackson stuff was gone, but I had everything. Only thing I didn't have was a glove. We couldn't find a glove, but my grandfather gave me, uh, you know, like the little, the hats that he used to wear all the time, and even in Dangerous. He, I, had all, I had like all different types of hats like that, just because that's who my idol was now. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be that, that dancer like him. but with my own creativity. Every time it was birthday parties or anything, I just couldn't wait, because now I'm finna, I'm finna show you what I can do. I can do Mike, do the moonwalk. I can pop like a little bit. And so like, I just be, wanted to become a, a hip hop artist after that. And a couple of my programs that I was running, we did Thriller like two or three times. And like the like the whole routine. And actually it was crazy, even though Thriller is the one I really, I liked it a lot, but Beat It is the routine I know like the back of my hand. Like I can do Beat It to the T. Like with the whole jacket and da na 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 na. And reason, reason why I can do Beat It easier, because Beat It is an easier dance. It's way simpler than Thriller. Thriller is way more uh, technical. The beats, because it, you watch Michael, I even seen him how he did it the original way when they rehearsed it. He's not on a beat, really. He's like in between the beats. And, and so it that's what made it hard for me as a kid to understand what was he doing. You know what I'm saying? How come I feel like I'm trying to go, I'm going with the beat, but I'm like either a second behind or a second early because he's he's dancing He's feeling a whole different, another level of the music. So it's, as an artist, as a dance artist, you have to learn how to feel whatever that instructor is feeling. And that was a hard thing as a kid to like, to take your mind and, and transform to Michael. You have to become Michael. You have to think that you're just as important as Michael. You know what I'm saying? And so when I was doing, when I was trying to learn the routine, it just seemed very hard at first. But the more I went over it and over it and over it, and a lot of times I didn't have it on tape, so I had to wait. So like every every video counts. So you have to sit there, you have to wait, I, and I'll be waiting hours for that video to come back on. And so once it came on, that means I only have maybe two or three minutes to actually get as much as I can from it, memorize as much as I can, and make, not necessarily move why it's on because I miss them. Move a little bit, but not as much. You know what I mean? As a kid, I was thinking like that. I know it's crazy, but that's how I was thinking. But when you're inspired by something, you just keep going.
during the time I was growing up in the Augur Gardens, it was uh it was pretty fun because like I was around most of my family, but it was a lot of crime and drugs and stuff like that. I mean, I seen the guy get killed right in the back of my house. I I stayed in, and everything was in blocks, so I stayed in block four. And I remember one night some guys arguing in the back of my house, and I just. You kid, you know, you look out the window, and that's thing, you know, you get shot in his chest. I just remember the police back there, they come and ask my mom questions. If anybody seen anything, she said, no. Kids were asleep, so I never got interviewed. In reality, I saw everything that happened. And then, remember, like, that same year, I was at my friend Lenny's house, and we had this old-timers picnic. And so, the parade march. And so, the end of the parade was coming, so we, me and my mom... This from the walk home, and it was like a lot of people right here. And this guy just put a gun and shot a dude, probably like five feet away from us. Like I could, we saw him shoot him right in his chest. She just told me to run, and I just ran. But other than that, though, it was real fun. That's why I actually got introduced to seeing a female side of dance. So, like, uh, I had cousins uh, named Drina and Pooh. And, I, you know, for a long time, I thought I was just the best. You know, we all young, but I thought I was, like, the best dancer on the block. Until one day, this guy named Esau had these real big old speakers. He used to bring them out in the summertime. And so this one summer, he brings them out. I think I was probably about seven or eight. And he bring them outside. And he was just playing music. He was playing like New Edition, Luke sometime. And so when the Luke came on, I get to see Drina and Pooh dance. They don't dance like Michael at all. They dance, they popping and rolling and stuff like that. So I'm like, what is that? Why guys don't do that? So I was instantly like, okay, well, I need to learn how to do that. And for a long time, I was scared until I got challenged by it. And they challenged me one day. I mean, I was just sitting outside, I was just chilling. They came and they challenged me. And I was just like, I'm finna hit you with the Michael. And so to them and to some of the other kids, what they was doing was like a little bit more impressive. Because you know what? They had ownership. It was like, that's the community base. And then that's also when I got introduced to house music and juke music. See, like my mom didn't play a lot of that stuff. And then Luke, I mean, my first time I seen a Luke video and it was like, I seen where Drina and Pooh get the style of dance from. So I was just like, oh, okay. But see, I still didn't see no guys doing that. So I was like, well, I'm going to be the guy that can do that. If guys can't do that, I'll be the guy that can do that. And the girls are like it. The girls are going to love me if I, can, if I can move like that and do the Michael. That's going to make me different. So that, that's why once that after that little battle we had, you're going to show me how to do that. What is it that you're doing? What is it that you're feeling that makes you move in that matter? And so I was intrigued and I started doing that movement. It wasn't just dance. It was sports, too. The name Mad Dog comes from sports. And so in the block I lived in, it was it seemed like it was just nothing but athletes. And so I remember when I first learned how to play football, I was six. I learned from a guy named Kareem. He just one day he just saw me with football. I had a Chicago Bears football and he just showed me 
everything he'd come outside whenever he got a chance and show me and tell me everything there was to know about football and then also my mom she just watched football she watch every game that she can on TV on Sunday and I'll watch it with her and then that's how I eventually learned I learned every position like at six seven years I knew every position I knew some athletes names and then my cousins, J.J., Jamil, they stayed on my block. And then we had some French, Junior, Sherrod, Frog. I got Mike. And so, like, in the summertime, spring and summertime, it's football, basketball, and baseball all day because our house is in a circle. It's a big old field in between in the middle of it. So you can play any sport you want to right there. And so, like, everything became a competition instantly. So, like, if I wasn't dancing, I was playing sports. That was my base, that was my foundation right there. So like anything negative, as far as drugs and stuff like that, I mean, I have family members that was like crackheads. And like I seen that. My cousin, his father was a heroin addict. He shot up. Like I remember him sending us upstairs to go get his needle. You watching that right in front of your face like you watching the guy shoot up. I knew what he was doing was wrong, but also in another sense, I knew that he felt like that's what he needed at that time. And then he probably been doing it so long, no turning back. And also, he was a Vietnam vet. So that's probably one of the reasons why he was like that. I just blocked it out of my mind. Like, okay, he's not doing it. I'm just playing Nintendo and act like he's not there. Because, like, once he shoots, he sleeps. Immediately, he's gone. He's just out of there. And, you know, he, he recently just passed from AIDS last year. Like where I live, they, they call it the Wild Hunnets. The Wild Hunnets is from 100, <laughs> 100 Street to about, I'll say, uh, 131st, Augusta Gardens at the time. You know, we moved to 117th and Parnell. We moved there, it was a total different environment. Like, big houses, people are different, but the schools were still a little rough. We didn't go to school in a community right away. We didn't go to school till the following year. And my cousins, they was always going to Curtis, which is on the 115th in Michigan. But my auntie also worked at. They went there, I got kicked out of there for fighting. Then when I did transfer to West Point and got kicked out of there for fighting. When my mom moved, all the stuff that we did get, that I was used to getting Jordans, whatever I wanted on the clothes or just whatever I wanted, that instantly stopped because she's paying the mortgage and she got all these bills, water, light, gas. And then also she's paying for cable, paying for phone. She's paying for all these bills that she never had to pay for before. And so we began to struggle a little bit. I mean, we struggled a lot, but it was always happy though. You know, I always, I always was still dancing and stuff. I've 
as a way that you can recognize me from anybody else. When I was, got to West Pullman, everybody knew me as a dancer. Regardless of what I had on, I had nothing name brand on, you know? And, I, and, I, and, and that's what also changed. Like in the gardens, it was about that, but it wasn't as, to me, I felt like it wasn't as important because everybody can afford it. So it wasn't like a big deal. I never been on the other side of the fist where I didn't have Jordans and Mikes and stuff like that. So now I'm on the other side of the fence and I feel like this this different pressure and I realized something. I realized that my community is based on materialistic things that they probably shouldn't be based on and they probably really don't can't afford it but they do it anyway. And so when I realized that my whole mindset really changed about caring about those materialistic things. And so sometimes it would really offend me if I was talked about about my shoes or if I was talked about how I looked or dressed because instead of you taking the time to get to know me or even know my situation or not even asking like why why don't you ask me why don't you have that and let me explain it to you instead of making a joke of it that will tee me off and I fight I fight at the drop of a hat. And also it was probably because I didn't have no extracurricular. There was no dance groups at that time that I knew of. And because we moved, I wasn't around that dance environment. And also we moved because my mom, when I turned seven, she was in, she had a bad pregnancy and she had an enlarged heart and one lung. So she's been living like that now for 20 years. She was always my inspiration. She only went really supporting me in like dance and stuff like that. For a long time, I did every talent show you can think of. I won, I won probably about 15 talent shows by myself on Just Dance. Hip hop dance, and I think I danced. I danced off. I like one time. I danced off R. Kelly one time. I danced off. I danced off R. Kelly a few times. I danced off Jodeci. So everywhere I just danced because I knew that's how I'm gonna get my attention. Any song, and then you know how, like I said, beat start changing. You had you had a song by Buster Rhymes and Janet Jackson. That I wanna make, wanna make, wanna make your body wet. They start making music for the dancers, and I I started really, really liking that because I can hear every beat. And so as I was going through schools, after everybody knew me as a dancer, like Chris, for a long before I even came, Mad Dog, Chris is a dancer. Chris Cole, you know Chris, he can dance. Little light skinned boy, you know what I'm saying? He can dance. He cold. And so then I remember I, I joined a group. I got kicked out of West Point and, I, and so my mom sent me to Gumpers, which was an option for knowledge school. 
And it was like you had to take a test to get in there. I didn't qualify on the test side, but my sister did. And so they was like, well, if we're going to take one, we'll take the other one. So I got an opportunity to go there. My, two of my cousins was already going there. So it was like better education. And where I lived there was nice, but when we was going to school, that was a little bit nicer. It was closer to the gardens, but it was like way nicer. Like school was like 10 times better. They had a quiet, they had like any other school I went to that I got kicked out of, we ain't had none of this thing. But at Gumpers, they had band, choir, they had cheerleading, basketball, they had like all these like extra activities. They had dance, they had everything. So I was just like, wow, this is dope. And I remember I was like, okay, I need to, how, how I'm gonna make friends. I'll make friends like I always make friends. Like, I'm gonna dance. And so I danced, I think I was just dancing in the hallway one day. I made an accident, I stepped on this boy named Elijah Foot, And we got into a fight on the second floor. We was going to the bathroom. But all the girls remember me doing that dance. And I'll never forget this, this girl named Nicole, she invited me to my first house party. Now, I, now mind you, I never danced with a girl. I'm only in sixth grade, so I never danced with a girl. I danced on stage. I never physically juked. I didn't even know what juking was. And I thought you only juked to fast music. When I come to the party, it's like all these girls, I'm me and my cousin going, it was like, oh wow, are they dancing? Do like, you see how they dancing? I'm like, wow, they dancing on all kind of songs. And then the fast music come on. At first, I was shy, the fast music come on. So I get the footwork and then, you know, doing my little footwork and stuff. And then they turn on uh, somebody sleeping in my bed. That true heel. Friends keep telling me about the things that's going on. But deep in my heart, baby, I hope that I'm wrong. Yes, I hope that I'm wrong, but I know it, babe. Somebody's sleeping in my my bed. Somebody's taking my place. Got my first juke. Hey, juking doesn't necessarily have to go to juke music, but the, the term juking is just goes way back to like juke joints where you're grinding on uh, someone else. A lot of times it's the girls pinning their behinds on you. And when I first got introduced to juking, my friend just was like, I'm going to hold you up. And I'm like, hold me up? Why? They just leaned back. I said, okay. So I leaned back and he holding me up and the girl is like dancing on me. And I was just like, oh, wow. <laughs> this is what juking is, huh? You know, I heard the name and, you know, I just never seen it or knew what, to, knew what it was. And so I was like, wow, this is, this is cool. But see, I was like, well, I need to do it. I need to take it to another level. Maybe I can dance on her. Let me juke her. And I think that's what really got the, a lot of girls' attention is that I, 
like I goes back. My cousin's journey and Pooh was teaching me how to move like a girl. So the guys didn't know I can move like that. When I did move like that, the girls was like amazed. Like, oh, he can move probably better than me. But that's cool though, you know what I'm saying? Like they liked that. And so like after a while, when I started going to places like the Route 66, the rink on 87th Street, on Saturdays, they had like dance night, like juke night. They play all rap songs, juke music. They play every type of songs you can think of. And so when I started going out, I seen a lot of other guys that can dance. Like bounce and break your back, bounce and break your back, bounce and break your back. You bounce so hard, you break your back, girl. Bounce and break your back, bounce and break your back, bounce and break your back. You bounce so hard, you break your back, girl. Bounce and break your back, bounce and break your back, bounce and break your back. You bounce so hard, you break your back, girl. Bounce and break your back. Bounce and break your back, bounce and break your back. You bounce so hard, you break your back, girl. Bounce and break your back, bounce and break your back, bounce and break your back. You bounce so hard, you break your back, girl. As I start getting older, I started perfecting my style of dancing. And when I got in eighth grade, my football coach gave me the name. My original name was White Boy, so I was the lightest person on our team. Mm-hmm. Like, people used to think I was, like, Caucasian. I'm like, I'm not. But my mom real light-skinned, too. And my dad, he's caramel. So, like, I just came out real, really, really white. So, he, it was like, uh, your name gonna be White Boy. And I was just, oh. You know what? That motivated me to be, like, this superstar. Oh, I'm gonna be a star now, though. I'm gonna kill y'all. One day, I was just crazy, y'all. I just had, like, all this anger build up because I was still living in this situation at home. Dance and football at the time and wrestling was my outlets that took my mind off everything. What happened was I was at a football game and I was just, I hurt this kid from Anderson Bengals, from Anderson Park. And my coach was like, man, you just a mad dog. Like you just, what's going on in your head? Like, and I just like everything. You know, sometimes we don't have food to eat. We living like, on a hope and a prayer, you know, and people don't know that. And my mom doing this because she wants us to have a good life. And I understood and I just felt like people didn't understand that around me. So I felt like I need to unleash and people will respect me to a note where they want to listen to what I have to say. And so like once that term mad dog came in, I started telling people my name was mad dog so like i go to a party and i dance with a girl or some guy see me dancing and i'm like i'm mad dog yeah. like oh okay Once I got the name Mad Dog, I kind of started putting dance on the back burner. I felt like I'm finna be this big time athlete. I actually thought I was gonna get taller. And I was like, I'm, I'm gonna be an athlete. I'm gonna be a big time athlete. And, I, and so I was in groups. I danced with Second and None, House Arrest 2. But I never committed to them fully because I didn't see where I go as a dancer. I just, they didn't show me where I go as a dancer. But I still went to parties every Saturday. Every time it was a juke jam, I went because I still wanted people to know me as a dancer. I just couldn't commit fully to a group. Through high school, I won Golden Gloves. I, I went downstate in wrestling a few times. Like, I just was like a known character. I, 
I achieved what I wanted to achieve. I was gonna be a superstar athlete and then injuries. I took my rotator cuff in my left shoulder twice and took the one on my right arm once. My right arm I did in my senior year, my left arm I did my, my junior year in a wrestling match downstate, dislocated it, and they wouldn't let me continue to wrestle. I won the match, but the dude got disqualified. He did an illegal body slam, and he got disqualified. I win the match, but it kind of hurt me because I couldn't wrestle no more. And so then my senior year, I wrestled. I did good, went downstate again, just didn't win. But I still was pitting dance to the back because I was like, okay, I'm just going to work out. I'm going to get it together, and I'm going to do this. I went to college and played a little football. I think it was like fourth, fifth game, Western Michigan, got hit, dislocated the arm again. So now I was just like depressed. Mm. Came back home. I was already in trade school. I already was certified as a bricklayer before I even got out of high school. And so when I came back home, I just went back to bricklaying. And I was just trying to get money. Well, one of my friends, Fred, and my other friend, Nick, they both died the same year. And at Fred Funeral, I did a praise dance off a song called off Shekinah Glory called Yes. And so one day I was just practicing outside. Some kids saw me doing it. They ain't say nothing the first time, but then some song came on and I was dancing to it. And I was just regular dancing, you know, I wasn't even footworking. They was like, man, you should get your own group. And I was like, all right, cool, you know, I I get a group, you know what I'm saying? So I started this little group and we called it, we called it uh, Not Enough. And so in this group, I was footworking and then I met this guy named Jonathan Briggs. And Jonathan Briggs worked in Chicago Tribune and he was like, I'm doing a story on crump dancing and they're saying footwork and crump is the same thing. And I was like, no, it's two totally different things. Footwork is a mixture of African tribal dance, hip hop, tap, and all the house, house dancing. And I was like, this dance been out for almost 20 years now, at that time. It was about 20 years. And he was like, oh wow, like, you know, I want to interview you and like ask you some questions. But this time I made up in my mind, I made up in my mind, I'll say, say, say yes. My soul said yes. My mind says yes. My heart says yes. Yes, I will. I knew about footworking. But I was more of a hip-hop dancer, you know, like I, I didn't know, like I knew how to footwork, kind of. I just didn't know the foundations of the questions that he's going to ask me. I know nothing about. So I contacted a guy that I did know, who did know everything. His name was King Charles. And he danced with a group called Creation. And I was like, 
know, this, this guy named King Charles, and man, this dude is like amazing. Him and his group is amazing. So I set that up, and we was like on uh, CLTV News and Channel 9, Channel 7, like all in like one week. Like it was crazy. Like the interviews in Sun Times, Tribune, big story. And so like that same year, I was like, okay, well, uh, creation went on 106 in part. And I was upset because, like, I'm like, why did they not invite me? I just put them on headlines of all the TV challenges. Upset, like, why didn't they ask me if I wanted to try out or something like that? And the reason was because I wasn't that level of a footworker. I was a very good hip hop dancer, but I wasn't on that level that they would accept as a footworker. So, you know, what I did was I just, me and my son, we just go to, they had practice on Saturdays, and I go to practice every Saturday. Footwork choreography was, it's still to this day, it's easy for me to learn because I'm a hip hop dancer. I, I can learn choreography, that's what we do. So it was easy for me to do that, so then one day they just let me try out. And I think I battled all the members, and then it was, came down to two. It was Basic and Charles, and everybody else. Damn, I'm doing battle, and I was, I felt like I was finna die. We probably battled for like two or three hours. Nah, stop. And I was just tired, and then it was like, okay, you made it. I was like a breath of fresh air. Like, I was like, wow, finally. Then they invited us to this competition, a footwork battle, at Congress Theater. And they had like footwork, and they had breakdance, and they had graffiti, they had like everything. We was like, this is a whole, we didn't know this existed. Because in the neighborhoods we live in, breakdancing and like b-boying and that old school hip hop doesn't exist in our community. It was more juking, like we're here, we're listening to some of the same songs, but the old songs, we never listened to that, like, why y'all playing that? But when we sing it, to me and Charles, TJ, I think we really, it really opened our eyes to the full elements of hip hop. Like, we wanted to prove, like, okay, we are a part of what y'all doing. It's just that we dance to a faster beat, but we can't adapt and we want to be a part of that that legacy of that hip hop mm -hmm. legacy, they just as serious as us, and like we didn't we didn't know that we didn't know this environment existed except on TV. So what happened was we went on 106 in Park first, we won, and then this competition called the Chris Brown Dance Down 2006. And so they had a hip-hop category, they had the one-on-one -on -one footwork battles, and then they had the group footwork battles. And so Creation, which the, the group I became in, we won the one-on-one, -on -one, King Kimo beat TJ, and then we won the group. Basically, everything as far as footworking and competition, we won. Like when we went on 106 in Park, when it came down to a battle, we had to battle off of Vassaran's beat. 
and a girl a girl from uh, Orlando Florida they went first and so like the first time like this is actually like probably our first time dancing to some regular music on the footwork side so first person went out was my man Ace Boogie he just killed the beat he just took his time so I think Charles peaked what was going on and Charles just this natural guy he just got this natural feeling for music and he just was like he just went out there and killed it and then after that once we figure out how we can dance to hip-hop music to regular beats that changed the whole thing and Lady Soul really gave us that in 2007 after the the dance down she formed the Footwork Kings working for KL for since 2006 teaching dance and uh, also mentoring like like my op, my program is to give kids a space where they can express themselves through not just footworking but through dance dance and hip-hop in general and so like in my routines that we're doing even though I specialize in footwork we do hip-hop choreography and footwork mixed so a routine will have, my routines with Kumbalinks have hip-hop and footwork in them at the same time. Mm. Which is very difficult to do. To break down the differences, like, I mean, just footworking is more lower body. But what we do is uh, we incorporate our arms and our hands with it. Because if we don't, it can look sloppy. It look like we're just kicking our legs mm -hmm. and I think that was the issue with a lot of hip-hop dancers when they first seen for work they just felt like it was just a wild dance like crumping and it's no technique to it see it's the little in-between beats that footworkers have to dance to in order to dance to hip-hop music and see it's a lot more beats whereas a hip-hop dancer he can actually pause and hesitate it's a lot of hesitation and and like pop locking and isolations and then b-boying it's a lot of freestyle so like it's more of you how much how much power you got you're not really on a pacific beat whereas footworking in order for you to follow it and understand it we have to incorporate hands and arms and we have to be on beat and because we're moving so fast we have to catch every beat so that's what makes it a little bit more difficult for a footworker to dance to hip-hop songs. But it's easier for us to dance to a pop song. The whole beat, the whole time is fast. Whereas a hip-hop song nowadays you can dance to, it has a lot of different beats. There's so much going on. And so like with Kumbalinks and with all my students, I try to teach them that. Well, when I when I first came to KL to a actual instructional session that they was we were just coming to volunteer me and Charles when we first came there they do a lot of critical thinking 
and whereas it's not a lot of critical thought being thought in our communities and so I had an opportunity to have a voice so Kumba Links as an artist give you an opportunity to be heard and be empowered they give you a voice they open up that door so that way you can express yourself and they also give you knowledge about things that's going around you that's what the whole purpose of critical thinking about gentrification education the system the school the jailhouse trend those elements that are not being discussed amongst our youth so as an artist it makes you want to be an instructor for KL so that way you can give that critical thought message to the youth I want the money, money in the cars, cars in the clothes, the hoes, I suppose. I just wanna be, I just wanna be successful. I just wanna be, I just wanna be successful. I just wanna be, I just wanna be successful. Oh, I chose successful because in 2009 we was going on America's Got Talent. And Drake album, this his album, him as a hip hop artist, he brought a, a total different style. Like he has a style that's been that's been used before, but his messages in a lot of his songs was telling you what he was going through in life, and not influencing you to do the bad thing, but just influencing you to keep striving for that dream. And that successful song, he talk about his mom, he talk about what he been through, what he been with his girlfriend, talk about so much. And he just, all he really wanted was just to be successful in life. Not necessarily saying he want to be rich, but I just want to be successful in life. Mm. And so at the time, Footwork Kings, we was doing stuff, we did AIDS Walk and Run, we, did, we was doing all this stuff. And I was in a point where it's like, okay, you know, we finna do this take flight thing. And if we go to America's Got Talent, we might lose our jobs. But is the sacrifice worth it? Could I consider myself, if I lose everything financially, would I, can I still consider myself successful? And so that was something I was bouncing back and forth with in my mind mentally. And I was indecisive at first, but then I stuck with it. And even though I, I may not work for that whole year after America's Got Talent, I felt like that whole movement where I take flight DVD, I felt like it was successful. That's why I chose the Drake song, because when you go through and you think about it, you can relate to that song in so many ways. It goes all the way back to how I was when I first started dancing. My whole reason to dancing was because it was a dream and I wanted to be successful and make my mom happy. And so like, that's what I do every day. I just try to make, just try to make my mom happy and have an impact on the world. Like when I leave here, I just want to have such a big impact on that's around me. Oh yeah, Trey, I fucking feel ya. They be staring at the money like it's unfamiliar. I get it, I live it, to me there's nothing realer. Just enough for saw your problems, too much to kill ya. And when I leave, I always come right back here. The young spitter that everybody in rap fear. A lot of y'all are still sounding like last year. The game need changing, I'm the motherfucking cashier. Nickels for my thoughts, dimes in my bed. Quarters of the cushion, shake the lines in my head. 
take my verses too serious, you hate me Cause I'm the one to paint a vivid picture, no HD Yeah, I want it all, that's why I strive for it This me, you'll never hear a reply for it Any awards, show a party, I get fly for it I know that it's coming, I just hope that I'm alive for it When it first came out and I first heard it I downloaded it, put it on the MP3 player And I played it every day I ran to it in the morning. Like I played it every chance I got because I needed the motivation. That song, Successful, was motivating. Even though it wasn't my story, it was his story, but I felt like he made it. Even if he didn't be rich, I felt like he would have been happy with whatever, he, whatever outcome would have came. And so like that's why I listened to the song. That's why I was just running to the song. Yeah. I want things to go my way, but as of late, a lot of shit been going sideways. And my mother tried to run away from home, but I left something in the car, and so I caught her in the driveway. And she cried to me, so I cried too. And my stomach was soaking wet, she only fired two. And 40 hours all before I showed up and brought a thousand dollars worth of drinks and got pulled up. Damn, my reality just set in And even when the phantoms lease, them hoes wanna get in I do a lot of things hoping I never had to fit in So trying to keep up with my progress is like a dead end My girl love me but fuck it, my heart beats slow And right now the tour bus is looking like a freak show And life changed for us every single week so it's good But I know this ain't the peak though, cause I want the money If I ain't had, if I had hip hop in my life And if I ain't had, like honestly if I if I would have never met Kumbalinks, like I would have still be just working my jobs and stuff. Now, now I kind of want my jobs back because how they acting in the school system for us at the school programs. But I don't regret none, none of the decisions I make because I left all my jobs. I had like I was a bricklayer. I was uh, I worked at a warehouse. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm making money, but like I wasn't happy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't happy when I went to Kumbalinks. That next day I quit. I just quit, like I quit everything, like it's over, I'm done. And it was crazy because I, I like, I was, I ain't think I was like, man, how am I pay my pay my bills? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was like, but I, you know, I didn't worry about it. I just felt like I just put all my faith in them, and I just came whenever they told me to come. They took care of me. They showed me a lot of things. They showed me a world that I always wanted to be in. I feel like I was searching all my life for this community. Uh. Wise words from a decent man Back when I was trying to put a ring on Alicia hand This lost boy got fly without Peter Pan And my delivery just got me buzzing like the pizza man In person I am everything and more I'm everywhere these other niggas never been before But inside I'm treading water steady trying to swim to shore I'm on a shopping spree to get whatever is in store Yeah just call me shopping bag Drizzy. Or call me Mr. Damn, he ain't copping that, is he? And fans of these freshmen is about to get iffy. Why this youngin' that you doubted is about to get busy. I'ma kill it, I promise this, I know you're mad. I've always treated my city like some shoulder pads. The big homie use a flash if you must. And I swear I ain't asking for much. All I want is the hip hop matters and it's important to me because it explains our lives and gives us an outlet to express ourselves through music, through beat, through rhythm, through poetry, through dance. I just wanna be successful. I just wanna be, I just wanna be successful.